Just a quick announcement from South Island Are you up to episode number eight of the Become What You Want series and absolutely just going gangbusters this series. We have got some amazing guests coming up at the end of this series, but today's guest is all the way from Canada. It is our first international guest. We cannot wait for you to, to listen to this one. The recording might be a little bit dinky, but it is our first guest and we know what we've done wrong. I just wanted to release it anyway because the content on this is so cool, what we spoke about and the detail they go into. So I really hope you guys can listen to this and get something out of it. So enjoy. Never fought for real, just hit against the wheel. Turned away from all the things too hard to face. But day by day, I grew to stay. And change the way I like to live And become what I want There's no devil in the details Just breathe in and exhale And become what you want Helping hand, it ain't an issue Or just push on through with just you And become well, uh, welcome into Ryan from Canada. Havel, um, great man, great boss that I used to work for. Episode number eight today. So, first of all, Ryan's from a little town. I don't know what side of town. It's Kitchener Waterloo area. Where Where are you, mate? You're based in Waterloo now, aren't you? And that's about two hours out of Toronto, if, no, is that about right? Two hours, would you say? Yeah, now. <laughs> the, the traffic makes it longer. It used to be about an hour. Now it's about an hour and a half, too. Um, just depending. We were just at a wedding on the weekend in Toronto. It took us an hour and 45 to get there. <laughs> Bit rough, isn't it? Yeah. The traffic down here is pretty good, life. For me to go like a hundred k's would be like one hour. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There's like no traffic on the road. There's no traffic. Like I live in a pretty small, um, you know, state province down here. My state's like five hundred thousand people. My city's one hundred twenty thousand. So it's pretty easy to get around. And yeah, there's just no traffic. Like I think. Maybe it's a bit better design over here, but some yeah, I, we've got no room for growth in Tasmania though. We're at like maximum capacity already as well. It's about yeah, six hundred thousand people live down here. Have you have you been to Australia? No, you got to get over here. It's winter time. It's a bit cold at the moment. I've got a bit of a flu today, so I'm not thinking as as well as I normally would. What's it like in Canada at the moment? Weather and what are you up to? was that for Ron? Uh, it was about, we dealt with 
with it for about a week. I, I have some friends who live outside of Montreal who are still dealing with it. Doors open. Got to go to shut it. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, no, it was pretty bad over there. The haze as well and the fires, wasn't it? What do you do for work? Yeah, so I um, I own a landscaping company. Uh, we have uh, about 37 staff now. Um, what we do is lawn care, landscape construction, landscape maintenance, irrigation, lawn spraying, kind of all of the above. And then there's snow on top of that come the winter. That's crazy. That's wicked that you got 37 staff going strong there. That's great to hear. I really enjoyed my time with you in, in the summer last year. I wanted to come over this year. I'm kind of uh, getting itchy feet at the moment. I really enjoyed my time working with you. Um, it was so much fun and good, hard, honest work as well. And you were a great boss. Yeah, I, I love and you are a great I boss. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'd love to, I wish I was there right now doing the job again. It's probably my, one of my favourite jobs I've ever done. Yeah, and um, just being part, being the first Aussie on the team ever was pretty cool too. Yeah, well, you you left just as um, we had a Kevin uh, So, do you um, have any other things outside of your job other than landscaping company as well? Sorry, you cut up there. So, do you have anything else you do outside of landscaping as well? Great uh, manpower modifier um, for our staff, and 
So it's a product we use, but it's a product that, you know, I've been involved with kind of since the beginning. And um, it's been really cool to see that company grow over the last three years. So it's been three years that you've been involved in that company since it started. Um, where's that company based in? They're, they're also based out of Waterloo. Uh, Waterloo area? Is all the yeah, testing? So that's like the uh, lawn mowing, um, whippersnipping, or what, weed eating, what it, what you like to call it over there. Is that like the capital yeah. of landscaping in, probably in the world at the moment? Or? No, so it, it's just, Waterloo's a, a very tech-forward city, and so that's why um, the robotics company started up here. Um, Landscaping-wise, like, I, there's a lot of great companies here. The work looks pretty good, like, especially when you, you drive to other cities compared to uh, Waterloo. I'm always like, wow, like, our companies really are killing it. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, like, we're anything like the capital or anything of that. Um, it's a pretty decentralized industry. <laughs> yeah. And is all the testing done in Waterloo area or is it done in the elsewhere as well? So they do a lot of the testing down in Texas as well. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, that's pretty cool, man. Um, and it's good that you've been in it since, you know, the ground ground stages and learning all about it as well. Um, have you learned much, like, about just in general, anything that surprised you in it, anything in that? for sure and um, learning from people with similar minds and similar goals is always handy as well. Are you going to implement some of those things into the landscaping company eventually? Is that the goal? Well, to an extent, right? There's some interesting concepts that they deal with. Um, something like lean manufacturing is a really interesting concept, kind of um, the Toyota model. Um, and seeing that kind of work within a factory setting, I would love to kind of add that and kind of build something similar within our, our service side of the industry and, and how we could go about doing that. Um, just because, yeah, it's one of those things that's just so efficient, so effective. Um, would love to bring more of that into to what we do. Yeah, for sure. One, one thing that you guys do differently 
in Canada to us Aussies as well is uh, everything's electric over there now. Um, we're still on the old, as you'd like to call it, the gas, petrol equipment. Um, still not a thing over here as much. Like everything's still... Um, when did you implement that into your um, type of businesses as well? Because I know everything in Canada is kind of going to that type of thing now. Is it more electric, more efficient? Yeah, so we started that five years ago. Um, actually, it's longer, probably seven years ago now. Um, COVID makes everything feel shorter than it actually was. But um, yeah, we started implementing electrics five years ago. We're now at a point where about 75% of the equipment that our crews are running are electric, um, which is great, like nice and quiet. It's lighter. They're not breathing in fumes all day. All those kind of big wins, uh, we get to to experience. The other great aspect of it is with the kind of uh, energy cost, when it comes to gas versus electric, is it's almost free to run electric equipment over here, um, just because of, of the abundance of electricity in, in Ontario and, and clean electricity. About um, ninety-four percent of Ontario's electricity is uh, carbon-free, which is amazing. So uh, when we're talking about using electric equipment, we're using electric equipment that's powered by clean energy, and so we're getting kind of a, a lot of wins in a row there. Um, which is great for not only the environment, uh, not only noise pollution in our city, uh, but it's noise. It's it's really great for the individual worker because they're not the equipment's not as heavy, so they're not needing to carry that. Um, they're not breathing in the fumes all day. They're not uh, hearing the noise like a lot of you know. My family's been doing this for four generations now, and like you know, my grandpa dad's hearing is not the best, and hopefully I get to avoid that because I've been using electric equipment longer than them. Yeah, that's one thing still in Australia that we're struggling on is, you know, the gas as well. I think it will come to a point where they're going to make it, you know, that that has to be that way instead of using gas just because of the pollution, like you're saying, and the health health and safety of the workers and stuff as well. It's no point working your whole life and then having health issues later on in life that could have been avoided as well, for sure. Uh, it, it is interesting. Australia hasn't um, better taken to electric equipment. Um, I don't know much about the industry over there, um, so I can't comment too much on it, but um, just I think it's probably coming, it's becoming more and more cost effective to do it than than running the old gas equipment. Um, for us, we see the savings every day. So I, I the economic case for it is there now too. It's not just the, the climate change side, it's the it's truly like an economic decision now that makes sense. Yeah, I completely understand. And obviously the amount of money that you'd be saving and stuff as well is a bonus as well. Um, what What's next for you at the moment? Do you have any goals on your business or any other side hustles or anything that you're looking to do? Um, you know, I think my, my biggest goal right now is I, I got two little ones and um, I want to try and be able to spend a bit more time with them and the family. Um, work has always been very important to me. Um, I believe it's a very like important function to to human society. It creates value. It helps the world. Um, that's all things that I, I very much believe, and I think it's important to the human experience. 
Um, but something that, like, I have a two-year-old and a nine-month-old, and, you know, they're only going to be little once. And I think it's important that um, even though, you know, we work hard, uh, something important to me long-term is just going to be able to spend more time with them as they as they get older because I only get that chance once, right? Um, so nothing, like, super exciting or anything like that, but it's just something that I think is really going to be kind of important long-term. Yeah, for sure. No, it's important to be there with your family and enjoy the first things, the first time they walk, the first time they speak. You know, being out with the family, just seeing them grow up, like you said, you're only going to get it once, so make the most of it as well. Um, but yeah, you're a young father as well. You're doing very well. Um, it's you don't, You're smashing life. Um, got the new house. It's not new as as it was but how's that how's the move been going in you loving it down there as well oh yeah the, the house has been great um yeah when you were with us it was just after a year we'd had it and we had rent out everything and um kind of been a a, a big change it's funny you mention that because today um with one of my office staff bobby her and i were looking through um some houses just because uh, she's looking to buy right now, so we're, we're curious. And uh, one thing that was interesting is we pulled up an old listing of my current house, and we looked through some of the pictures, and then I, I showed her some of the pictures of our renos. And it's a completely different house, and um, it was just fascinating kind of being like, oh, yeah, we actually did a lot when we moved into this place. Um, yeah, and it's been great. We love the love the house. I don't think we're going to be leaving anytime soon. Um, we just had our new irrigation system installed today so that I can make sure to keep my lawn nice and clean. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's been it's been great. We we love we love being here. Uh, it's nice and close to both my my sister and my parents. And so my kids get to, you know, see their their grandparents and their aunt and uncle quickly. Um, my in-laws don't live too far away, and so it's a, a great location. Now, it's important to have family around you all the time as well, and it's nice to have somewhere nice to live as well, and for the kids as well to grow up into a nice family home as well. And it's also good that someone studied irrigation as well. I'm guessing, it, was it Scoops today, was it? Yeah, it was Scoops, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He took care of me, put it in. Um, yeah, no, we... <laughs> boys have been great for the company right we had you we had scoops um jesus has come to work for us so that's been uh fun too and uh so you got jesus in april which, you got jesus yeah. there yeah yeah, yeah we were talking about that when i when i was there so you finally got him yeah it took a while but we finally convinced him to come so it's been great um adding him to Adding him to the squad too, um, yeah. He made it, made him go way back, man. Jesus, we're great friends. Love it. I wish I was there now working with him. I'd be having a ball. So, and and Scoops is a great lad too. It's good that he's doing well with the irrigation saw then. So that started the take off. Yeah, it, it's been a great start to his division. Um, he opened. Um, that this year under kind of the Green Ventures title and so um, it's been awesome kind of seeing him grow that division uh, he's been 
you know, really killing it, took the time, did the, put in the work to learn what he needed to do and um, continues to put in the work to keep, keep his clients happy and uh, I think it's going to pay dividends in the long run for him. He, uh, really proud of what he's done. Yeah, for sure. He's a great human being as well. Uh, let's go over some bit different um, importance of goal setting to you, um, Ryan. Yeah, so goal setting um, was was extremely important to me. It still is important to me, but when I was younger, it really kept me focused. Um, so early goals, you know, I had when I was growing up, like, you know, I wanted to make sure that I, I was a secure, uh, created security for my myself. And so uh, a big thing was that was like being able to purchase my first home. Um, so there's a lot of focus on doing that. Uh, did that, turned 21, left university early, bought a house. There's like a, a, such an important goal for me. Um, something that I focused a lot on kind of after that, the goal setting kind of changed, right? I got married. Um, now, now all of a sudden my goals are combined goals. Um, you know, my wife and I are building a life together. So it's important that our goal setting is, is intertwined. Um, obviously we each have individual goals, but what becomes important is making sure that those goals work together. Um, or else, or else the marriage isn't going to work. Right. So, um, I would have to say, like, I wouldn't be where I am today without kind of strict goal setting and then the drive to actually complete those goals. Yeah. Anyone can set goals. It's what are you going to do to actually get there to complete them? What are the sacrifices you're going to make? And it's the sacrifices that people don't see that are the most important sacrifices that you're going to make. Yeah, for sure. Sacrifice is a big thing to hidden goals. And like you're saying, anyone can say anything, but they won't follow it up with the work. Or They'll say they want to work hard and they, they won't. So what's one way that you've, you know, sacrificed something to hit one of those goals? Oh, definitely when I was younger, I, let's, we'll, we'll bring it back to the house and buying my first house. That, that was a major goal. Um, you know, I lived at home for university, lived in my parents' basement for, for the three years I was at school. Um, you know, I've been working my summers since I was 16 years old. Um, so, you know, you put, put to aside, you know, going on vacation, going on trips. Those are things that, you know, weren't part of the plan for me um, because I wanted to achieve the goal, you know, of creating that security for me and owning a home. So, that was my journey. It, it doesn't mean it's going to be everyone's, but for me, the sacrifice was, hey, you know, I turned 16 and that summer I started working out um, in, in the hot, humid Southern Ontario uh, summers. And I was not very good at my first job and it was tough going there every day, but I needed to go there every day or else the goals weren't going to be completed, right? So... Um, that's one way I would say I sacrificed, but it's not, that wasn't a huge sacrifice. It's a sacrifice was the time it took away from, you know, hanging out with friends, um, doing that type of stuff. It wasn't the work itself. Everyone's works. It's, it's, you know, the timing, how old you are, what, what fun you're supposed to be having kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. Nah, y'all, that's a, to me, that's a big sacrifice at a young age. So well done to you. Kudos to you. And. Um, look at you now, you're, you're loving life, smashing life. 
um, you know, got a very um, successful business behind you and obviously involved in other things outside of work as well. And now, like you're saying, you've got more time now to hopefully spend it with the family and friends around this summer and enjoy life, you know, not have to sacrifice that as much, but, you know, still working hard and continually to working hard at what you're doing now. Going on to that, I know, are you playing any sports this year or let's just change? I love yeah, sports. So, so I, uh, I had surgery about 14 weeks ago. I had a, a surgery and so um, I made my return to the, the footy field this year. Um, played, played in our season opener. I, I missed the past two games just with kind of different things. So hopefully I'm going to be playing in our, our game tomorrow. Um, I am really excited for that. Uh, I've been playing. Dawes got me back into the midfield. I was trying to not play in the midfield, but after the first <laughs> after the first half of our, our home opener, I seem to have made my way back there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm playing playing footy. Uh, I'm playing hockey still. I play hockey two times a week. So probably my my favorite sport in the world to play is hockey. Um, it doesn't get faster. It doesn't get harder. It, you know, it's just the perfect mix of speed and skill. And you know, I I know you guys don't get to watch it as much down there, but uh, I think I think Aussies would really love the way hockey is. It's physical. It's fast. It's talented. It's everything you could ask for in a sixty-minute kind of game. <laughs> Yeah, but no, it is for sure. It's very hard to follow the puck when you're watching it for the first few times. But once you start watching it, you start realising the rules um, a bit more. Like, you you don't understand icing and things like that when you first watch hockey. Like, you've got no idea. But things just start to make sense the more you watch. It's like any sport, really. Um, you go for a different team compared to a lot of um, people from your, you know, state or province. You go for a team up up north of Canada, or north is it north, uh, east? Is that right? You go for Montreal Canadiens, isn't that right? Yeah, so yeah, Montreal Canadiens are, are the team I cheer for. Um, you know, my dad's a fan, my grandpas are fans. Um, I live in Toronto country though, so they don't love that I cheer for Montreal. <laughs> um, but yeah, Montreal is my, my favorite favorite hockey team. Love kind of just again, there's a rich history there of winning and uh, they haven't won for a while, which has been kinda of tough. Since not since ninety three have they won a cup. I wasn't even alive the last time they won a cup, so you know, hopefully we get there again. But it's uh, a really cool different like the the way that they treat their hockey team there is is really cool. Yeah. They're the last team to win a, a cup in Canada, though. They're the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, they are. Still, thirty-one. it's going to be 31 years next year for a Canadian team to win the NHL. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You know, it's, it's tough. It was tough for Canadian teams for a while there during um, the, before the salary cap era. Just because the American dollar is stronger, um, it's cheaper to live in in American cities, so you can attract talent. The other, the other problem is um, hockey 
hockey is going to be the biggest sport in your city in Canada. Um, but, you know, in, if you go to play in the American market, you may be the third sport that people care about. So the pressure is not as big. So a lot of stars choose to you know, play down in the United States once they hit free agency just because it's uh, you know, a little cheaper to live, you make more money, and the pressure's not there. Like to play in some of these uh, cities like Montreal or Toronto or even Vancouver, there's just so much pressure on you to win. Um, and you are the biggest game in town. Whereas other other cities, like if you go to play in New York City, there might be four teams that people care about before you. Uh, <laughs> or if you're playing in Dallas, there's going to be, um, you know, the Cowboys are the most important. Um, then probably the Texas Longhorns for college football. And then maybe people care about the Dallas Stars, right? So it's a bit of a journey uh, to get to the hockey teams there. But uh, I think Canadians kind of like to escape that pressure a bit when they're playing. So that's something it's, you know, we haven't gotten close. Like Montreal was in the finals three years ago and they almost got swept by uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. But uh, hopefully we'll see it soon. Um, I hope the Canadians are the, the guys to bring back. Edmonton is looking good. I would, if I had a, if I had a betting man, I'd probably put my money on Edmonton. Um, Connor McDavid might be the most exciting athlete in sports right now. So, yeah, no, the hockey had a pretty good year. Golden Knights won it this year, though. Las Vegas. Yeah, they, they did. Their first yeah, championship. Yeah, some, some fans are pretty upset about the fact that an expansion team won within seven years of coming into the league. But uh, uh, I think I think it's good for the sport. They built their team really interestingly. Their owner is super involved and, and really is trying to develop the sport. So you, you can't complain about those things. Um, luckily, a, a Kitchener boy was on the winning uh, on them. So it's nice to see uh, a local boy uh, win the Stanley Cup. Two things while I interrupt this episode. Just want to say I had a flu while I did this episode. Sounded very congested and might have been a bit fluey while I was speaking. Another thing I do just want to say I have been struggling with my mental health. And just thought it was a good time in this episode to say, look, if you're not okay, it's okay. It's just about finding a way to get back on top of that. I haven't dealt with it the best the last few weeks and I am starting to deal with it now. But that's enough about me. Let's get back into the episode. With the football um, before as well, I could see that you were a bit unhappy about when we were, you said the Texas Longhorns were the hottest team in Dallas. I knew you wanted to say the other team, TCU. They had a good... You love your college football as well. That's another thing you do love. You, you must have been a bit heartbroken in the championship game last year when TCU made it to the final and got absolutely pumped. Yeah, that was, that was tough. Um, seeing them get there was super exciting. The way that they lost to Georgia was was a tough one. It was real tough to watch. Um, I did watch the whole game because for some reason I hate myself. Uh, <laughs> but to, for them to get there was amazing. Right, an underdog story. They're a small uh, private school in Fort Worth. Um they have less than 100,000 living alumni, so for them to get to the national championship game is super cool, super impressive. Um, they beat some really big-name schools to get there. They beat Michigan in the semifinals when everyone 
so there's some really exciting parts to the season, but uh, the championship game was real rough. <laughs> it would have every that rest of the season would have been lovely to watch. Just a championship game. Didn't they have an Australian punter? Yeah, they do. Um, why am I forgetting? Jordy Sand? No, not Sandy. Is it still Jordy Sandy? Just give me a sec. I want to make sure it was Sandy. Um, he 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 was an absolute and Texas Longhorns had an Aussie as well. They had an Aussie punter as well. I think my turn. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was Jordy Sandy. Yeah. He is from he is from Tra Tra I don't know how to say. Is it in Victoria? Yeah. Tra Would you say that you could play college football? <laughs> no, no, not at all. That. Not at all. Those guys are those guys are athletic freaks. I'm uh, I was not an athletic freak. I was five uh, eleven and one hundred and fifty five pounds in my draft year, so uh, I was not going to be uh, playing any type of college sport. <laughs> just just a little undersized, just a little bit, so. You had the you had the talent. You just just didn't uh, have the size on your side. So yeah, well, you know, I was I was a pretty good hockey player. I had some kind of concussions in the past, so mm-hmm. I kind of stopped that. Um, but again, it, it's tough when when you are undersized, um, mostly underweight. Not like I was plenty tall enough. It's just. Uh, I didn't have a lot of meat on my bones. <laughs> <laughs> Not eating that enough protein, mate. Nah, it's just it's just the way your your body develops, unfortunately. So sometimes you're lucky, sometimes you're not. It's just part of life, isn't it? So Um Yeah, so let's go back. You're playing footy tomorrow. Oh, Aussie rules, how the gar I want to get a bit of an insight into the gargoyles, how they how they looking this year. Yeah.
you know, we go out there, you know, we bang some bodies. And so I think it's been nice. And obviously, um, Big Mike is such a great ruckman, and he just continues to get better. And it feels like he's winning, like, every ruck. And so we can gain possession so much quicker. It's It's been... It's been awesome. You know, Dawes has done a great job coaching up the squad. And, um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to, to how the rest of the season goes. That's exciting. Yeah. Have they changed the rule with the Aussie rule as well? Because last year they seemed to not really care about how many Australians were on the field at one time. Is it back to five Aussies on the field at once? Or? Um, from my understanding, the Aussie rule is back. Um which is good because, you know, certain rosters had just so many Australians and the challenge then is they know how to play the game, right? It'd be like if, you know, we came down to play hockey against a bunch of Australians and then it was like, oh, surprise, we have as many Canadian boys as we want. Um, it, uh, I'm sorry, we would probably pump, like, uh, you could probably take the worst hockey players from, from Canada and we could put a team together and probably you know, wreck some Aussies at it. So, um, getting back to having the Aussie rule, I think will, you know, help grow the game, uh, just cause then you're getting more Canadians onto the field. Um, you're not having them kind of overshadowed by, by Aussies all the time. And, uh, hopefully in the long run that helps you know, develop the game a bit more and, and keep it, keep it more of it, a bit more balanced too. Um, certain cities are going to have access to more Aussies than others. Yeah, no, for sure as well. Yeah, it was a bit criminal last year when the Aussies were all over the, at Hamilton playing on. They had the whole team as Australia. It was a bit bullshit, unfortunately. But um, also, yeah, like you said, it would be like bringing a Canadian team out here and the Aussies playing hockey would all be holding the ice skating, would all be on the side of the ice skating rink not knowing how to skate. So it'd be hilarious. We'd just be tripping over each other. It'd be, yeah, you'd laugh so much, I reckon. I reckon we, w- we wouldn't even be able to get it over halfway playing hockey. We would have no idea what we're doing, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, I think the league, for the league, it's good to kind of, have that it's good to have the Aussies so like don't get me wrong like it's they're the way that that we get coached up kind of get taught how to play the game um it's just tough to learn when you know you're coming up against a couple gun Aussies and um you don't like I remember my rookie season um you know lining up in the middle and this guy's been playing you know Aussie rules for since he was a kid um and it's like oh yeah like that is who I'm competing against. It's not, I'm not competing against another guy with like the similar similar level of talent as I am. Yeah. It's just like, I'm gonna have to like outwork this person, out hit this person, the things that I can control because my skill level is not even close to his. Or well, even just the smarts as well, being around the ground, knowing where to be in the rock, but it's just having that game sense compared to, a, you know, you, you guys follow a lot of different sports over there compared to we have our own different... Like, we have cricket over here. We have hockey, but not ice hockey. We have field hockey. We have netball for the, you know, the women. Like, it's completely different sports when you think about it um, compared to over in Canada. You know, I guess your three probably biggest sports would be hockey, baseball, and um, what basketball, I'd say, would be your three biggest sports. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah so there's, like, the big five in North America, so that, um, that's hockey, 
Lacrosse. for sure um i think that's a good wrap on sport today as well um you know a bit of a it's pretty crazy that you guys play australian rules football in canada i still am bamboozled over it but kudos to you who knows maybe one day we'll have someone come out to the afl draft that would be pretty cool as well for us uh let's finish up do you have any um strong beliefs or anything like that you want to talk about or anything in general or are you happy just um, with how today's gone already? I've been pretty happy with today, how today's going. Um, you know, I I think when it comes to kind of getting through like tough times and stuff, like my faith's really important to me. Um, you know, I know a lot of people don't tend to talk about that, but it's something that uh, has been really important for me. Yeah. Um, kind of getting through some tough times. Um, so. You know, yeah, I, I, I go to church, I'm, you know, a Christian like that, and, and so something that's super important to me has is, is always been, um, you know, kind of my faith has gotten me th- through some real tough times um, when I was younger, and so that's like one of those strong beliefs that, you know, I know not everyone agrees with or, or everyone has that, but um, for me it was something that was really important, has been really uh, key to, to my growing up and, and kind of, um, going through again, I, I keep coming back to the, the tough times, but it also helps you get through the good times too. Mm. It, it's just that background, and so that's like one of those strong beliefs that I I think is important to me. I always have, you know, people tell you not to talk about religion. I'm not going to get into anything like that. It's just something that's really important to me. Yeah. Um, and then another really strong belief of mine that I I think is important. And it's going to sound so silly is a smile never hurt anybody. And, um, you know, having that positive attitude, trying to bring that every day, even when things are tough, even when things aren't going your way, um, when you're walking down the street and, you know, you're feeling that way, you know, give that person a smile because you don't know how, what that's going to do for their day. You're not going to know it's going to make your day better. Um, so it's one of the things that I try to live by is that a smile never hurt anybody. And I think it's one of the things that kind of helps set me apart as a different person. And, you know, um, I try to uh, be a positive, um, person for people and, and try to, uh, kind of bring that, that happiness wherever, wherever I can, even when, you know, you're having a down day. I, I honestly uh, love that. That's so important, man. Like that's a w- wicked way to look at life. If you if you're more positive, turn you 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 surround yourself with positive people. Life's generally going to be a better uh, type of quality as well. And for those people that aren't feeling so good, just being around positive people will just gen- normally generally bring their mood up and make them a more positive person as well. So that's no, a great way of looking at at life and those aspects as well and 
even like you said, you know, your belief's been, um, you know, Chris, Christianity. Um, you know, I, I drove past the church for the, and I actually, I'm start, like, you know, it's about like slowly building up to be able to do something. Like, I'm hoping to have the courage to go to church um, one day. And, yeah, I just don't know how. It, it's, for me, it's just a hard one. For me, I just, it's just, I don't, I should just go do it and I'll feel 100% better because I have been looking at going. And, you know, I think it's, it's something that's very important to me, but I definitely understand it not always being for everybody. Um, you know, some people, you, there's there's definitely some baggage that comes from it. I'm, I'll be the first one to admit that, but uh, it's something that, uh, you know, important for both me and my wife. Um, I hope it will be important for my kids one day. Um, and so that's why, yeah. It's, it's one of those, yeah. And I, I believe in like, um, like people can have their own beliefs, and like it's good because beliefs normally have like they set um, you know structure and a group together as well. It's just like even like sporting clubs at the end of the day, they create a sense of culture and uh, you know environment that everyone's you know creates generally more happiness in life and things like that. So it's good to be involved in those type of things as well uh, for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. The community that it creates, it helps create for people is, I think, important. I think, you know, humans are, are naturally, like, want to be around other humans. So wherever you can find community, I think, is so important. Um, you know, whether that's, you know, a, a religious group, whether that's, um, you know, the school you went to, the alumni that you know, um, whether it's the sports team you cheer for, wherever you're going to find that community. Um, you know, or the board game group you play with, like that's something that I love my board gaming friends. Um, those are areas that are so important to kind of human development, um, human like health span. One of the things, you know, people talk about being healthy. It's like, yeah, but you, you need to do it around people and with people. It's, a, it's, um, a, it's the quality of life, um, you know, provides a better quality of life at the end of the day. And that's what all of us humans strive to live is the best quality of life that we can have you know there's no point being super healthy if you if you're not happy in mental aspects and things like that as well if you're only physically happy like happy you're only achieving like a small percentage of your life so and at the end of the day you know you like you can you can be fit your whole life and stuff but you can't you, you're at your peak fitness at a certain stage in life and yeah you can maintain it but if you if you're not emotionally or you know mentally engaged with other aspects of life eventually that physical um it catches up to you and you just burn out i reckon as well um but no it's been good chatting to you ron um it's been a, a while um just had a lot going on and stuff so i just want to say a massive thank you for popping on I'll be sending you a hat and a tea to Canada um, soon. So you have to rock. Yeah, <laughs> bit of a international postage over there. I'll I'll set. I might send it to Green Ventures just for a bit of a laugh for you. So um, <laughs> you're gonna read and shoot and happen. Well, I I really appreciate you having me on. You know, I love to talk about you know kind of our, my journey and you know, and what that is and. You know, if it can help any of your listeners, you know, I'll be really excited about that. And, for sure. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. We've Thank got, you for having me. 
anytime. It's a pleasure speaking to you. I do want to come back over, so um, planning to. You never know. I might even do another summer at the Green Ventures. I like, honestly do. I do miss it. I've still got my um, you know farewell gift and like you know all oh, the Christmas like oh, the end of summer gift like the shirt. I've still got the shirts and stuff. And I still put them on when I go in the garden and do the mowing and yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> well, I love I love to hear that you're repping Green Ventures over there in Tassie. Yeah. I, that makes me so happy. <laughs> I mean, there's a few stains on my uh, t-shirt, but the the like the polo one that you know with the Callaway one, it's off my golf shirt now. Yeah. yeah. Good, good. Rep it at the at the golf course. They'll love it. Yeah. They'll <laughs> I mean, I can't play too much golf at the moment with my knee, but yeah, when I can get back into it, I will be for sure. So, now nah, thank you for coming on. Um, have a good weekend and good luck tomorrow as well, okay? And enjoy the summer with the family. Awesome. Thank you very much. You have a great day. Awesome. You too. As you can see in this episode, Ryan is a tremendous young man and speaks very well and very polite and very professional in everything he does. And I have the biggest utmost respect for him as a human being and he's one of the best human beings that I know on the planet. Do just want to say I didn't speak the best in this episode and didn't pronounce my words. I think it was because of what's been going on has affected me. But I do just want to say again, thanks for listening to the whole episode. Hope you guys really enjoyed this one. And I do just want to say another thank you to Ryan because I know he took a bit of time out of his life to do this episode with me. So I can't wait for you guys to listen to the next one. It's going to be a rip snorter as well. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.